stop. I'm trying to like prepare myself to, to host. You need to take like a second to do this. Here we go. Just, just everybody, everybody be quiet. Everybody be quiet. Very dramatic. This has been two weeks before I did this intro, so I. I oh my god! Oh my god! Let him, let him have his moment, please. Ready? Stop. Hey everyone, and welcome to the 62nd episode of We're All in the Same Boat. We are back, Woo-hoo. and it feels hey. great. I am your host, Luke Roxwold, and today I am here with Shane. What's up, everyone? Nick. Yo. And Matt. Hello. And as always, you can check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes and Google Play and what? What? A new place? Well, Ooh. not yet. Oh, so are we on <laughs> Spotify <laughs> now? Oh, dang, I'm we, all excited. No, we are in the process <laughs> of being accepted to Stitcher, yeah. Expanding the audience. So you way less are that? running. It's another app. So yeah, hold up. Let me finish the intro, you guys. Okay. So as always, you can check us out on all of those platforms. You are running out of excuses to not listen to us because we are available on everything. So if you don't listen, you don't support us. It's okay. That's all right. But if you want to support us, you can leave us a review or tweet at us at W-A-I-T-S-B podcast. Welcome to the show, everyone. So welcome. <laughs> it feels Pleasure good to be back. I really back. don't like. I don't like Stitcher. I, don't like Stitcher. I have never used what it. If, yeah, I'm not a fan. I prefer I, the I iTunes or Spotify. Yeah, I iTunes. use I use iTunes because I have That's an iPhone. A controversial opinion. Yeah. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Well, you have a uh, Mac. I know that Shane does not have an iPhone. Matt does not have an iPhone. I ha- I had an Shane's iPhone. Shane's a good guy. I, I like Shane already. Oh <laughs> I used gosh. I used to have I used to have an iPhone. I had several iPhones. Then I switched to swapped Android. Good for you, man. I'm glad I'm glad you you decided to bet yourself. I love that the the the, the ad, it's like good for you. It's like he stopped drinking. Like yeah. <laughs> good for you, man. You moved you away did, from man. that we were, iPhone. We were garbage. all worried about you. Yeah. Oh man. We are Thanks. All you know what? Good for you, man. Nick, do you have an iPhone? I do. <gasps> oh man. But you Time used to an have an Android. I'm here yeah, for you, buddy. I, I did move away from Android. I just wanted a phone that I could count on. So. Oh. Mm. So you okay. blow the belt right there. That's just not nice. I just never, I never got the latest phone ever when it came to Android, and that was the problem. And so when I switched to the iPhone SE, which is just like the offshoot of the iPhone 5, it works fine because iOS is not that bad, I guess. It's just the optimized. iPhone, the, the, that really is the worst iPhone. I, <laughs> I mean, it has good battery life. Oh, yeah, it's a horrible, like, phone, but it, it does work. Um, Speaking of... The- Oh, 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 the yeah, uh, the iPhone <laughs> is used by more grandparents than any other phone, I would imagine. <gasps> yeah, I I stopped getting into like the deep customization stuff, and then mm-hmm. once that happened, I was just like, okay, I just want to make a call. Yeah, ease of use. Yeah, it, it's exactly. completely understandable. I was out. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's like I'm gonna I, go I to a flip it. phone soon. I get it, you guys. You just need your simple apps. It's true. I did have a. I had a flip phone uh, maybe three years ago. I feel like it'd be better to have a flip phone in a lot of ways. You get off all these social media apps. Speaking of which. That's what I did. Yeah. I feel like Snapchat is dead. Yay. Let's have a drink, boys. It, it was never a laugh for me. Why do you feel like it's dead? Because I hate it and I never use it anymore. 
Yeah, so, oh, so because you don't use it. I judge the dead. entire world. I mean, based on what I do. At least you're ahead of the curve before you know it dies out and becomes not cool anymore. I think I think Instagram or Instagram kind of well, uh, killed it off. There's everything Yay. that Snapchat was about. Every other social media does what they do now. So mm-hmm. it's like, no. The whole point mm-hmm. of Snapchat was sending things to your friends and having a story. But you can put a story on everything. Right. Yeah, that, that whole story thing, it's so funny because Snapchat started it and every single thing was like, hey, let's do this thing that, that, that was really good on this other app. It's like Snapchat wasn't fast enough to copyright it or patent it or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody stole it. So then Snapchat just died. You know? So I was thinking about that earlier today because I had like three people add me randomly on Snapchat today just out of nowhere. And I'm I realized how little I use this app now. Kind of weird. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, you're looking uh, down your nose at them. I was like, I don't even use Snapchat anymore. I know. I was like, you nerds. This is old news. Yeah. The no, future of it is, is definitely now. like the future of it is definitely being discussed at the moment. Like they're not doing great. Yeah, yeah, the people over there are definitely staying awake at night wondering if they're going to have a job. I still think Instagram is the best one at this point. Yeah. Out of Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. I Facebook's trash. things about Instagram. You like, don't have no Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I do not have an Instagram. Dude, Facebook tanked. It tanked like 30, what, 30%? Yeah, it did. It really, like, it's a... Uh, they lost. Uh, they, it was the first time they ever recorded a loss in user base. Oh wow! Yeah, it it, it went it, from uh, two hundred and eight dollars a stock, or excuse me, two hundred and fourteen dollars a stock, down to one hundred seventy one dollars a stock. Wow! So, so, if you're counting, that's about like a lot. That's like a forty five <laughs> to fifty point drop. He just like he just threw up. Like that's like that's what? like. <laughs> That's like, yeah, Zuckerberg <laughs> probably lost like a few, like maybe not a billion. I don't know, but that's something yeah. like that. I, uh, I, that's, that's, there's two things that I, that I noticed today that I, that I wanted to bring up. One of them was the fact that I noticed that I never use Snapchat anymore. No, I don't even use the story like to, to get attention. <laughs> that's uh, all I do now. I don't even send things to anyone anymore. I just, post my story and then get off and i get more attention story. from don't even watch stories right oh actually and some of the stuff we're talking about right now is actually going to translate interestingly into our main topic but i but i was going to say that i get more attention on instagram <laughs> and i just just I use can that see you as a guy that would probably get a lot of attention on instagram yeah that's right because all those strong <laughs> strong, strong thighs i think you need background. you need yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- <laughs> yeah, spam right. accounts from you India. Need, you need to post more frequently. Yeah, I was doing really well at one point, but then I fell off the train. It's, it's really hard. hustle, man. You got to stay on top of it. That's right. Mm-hmm. Those okay. ladies want that eye candy on a regular basis. It's the daily <laughs> grind. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up, and I will reference the reason that I brought that up. A little later on in the podcast but to oh, get everyone spoilers. started into the main reason or the main main reason what am i saying it's been too long guys i can't do this anymore we're gonna talk politics no <laughs> <laughs> uh, i actually have a guy who wants to talk on politics by the way nick he's uh he's ready I'm to in. debate so Let, that will be a wait really hesitation. yeah 
What does he want to debate? Um, probably stuff that's going to be controversial and you guys will disagree on. So I'm really excited. <laughs> You're just going to leave it open-ended? I, well, I, I, we haven't decided what it's going to be exactly, but that will be coming soon. He's, he was, it's Caleb. He was the guy who was on the Infinity Wars I episode. I love Caleb. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, I love awesome. Caleb. He's yeah, ready to, he's ready to debate. And so I'm, I'm really debate excited. what? I don't know. We'll figure debate it out. You. This is like, I he don't know. He just wants know. to debate you. I've only thought topic. this. Whatever this, you bring to the table. I, look, I, I bring was coming, nothing to the table. Hold on. We're I was coming discussing up that. with, can I, I was coming up with topics <laughs> to tie into this episode. Today. What so are you as talking for about? like next week, I'm not. I don't know. You guys will debate something. I'll figure it out. You'll figure cool. it out. You okay. Can't have but... extra time to prepare, Caleb. Need needs extra time. You don't need that. Okay. Time. So we are not talking about politics. We are talking about currencies, money, value, the uh, roots of all evil. Bitconnect. I don't know. <laughs> um. So. I can just jump into my questions, but I kind of want to... Let's all talk uh, about how much money we have. Yeah. What's your, your right. income and your let's social your, security uh, number? Let's your take M0. out our bank accounts. <laughs> I'll make it easy for you. Look at what, uh, look how much money you have on your desk right now. <laughs> that's probably how much money I have around that much. <laughs> uh, that's nothing. Keep so, it up, man. I wanted to bring up a few questions that I had about this because I recently have been really trying to figure out finances, stock, the the art of investing. All the fun and things. Yeah, and it's complicated. Like someone was explaining to me the housing crisis and how it started and then what kept it going and then what caused the bubble and then how it popped and... Uh, it's complicated. And then I looked up like bonds and fund, mutual funds and index funds and uh, equity and like all these new words that I didn't even like, I didn't know them as I was like watching videos and reading stuff. It was yeah. like assets. And I was like, you know what? If I had to write down the definition of asset, I don't actually know what that would be. <laughs> and so I was really diving deep, trying to get a very firm understanding because I feel like understanding finances and money is really important and so that's why i've got matt as one of our guests today matt what what is it that you do again i can't quite remember i the title. uh uh i am transitioning into a portfolio management role uh with a with a, a bank and i'm not at liberty to, to disclose which bank. <laughs> that's that, fine that would, no worries that would be terrible right <laughs> but uh yeah, it's uh, it's truly excites me. I I could talk about it all day, um, probably longer than anyone listening to this would ever want to listen to. But uh, <laughs> it's definitely one of my one of my passions in life. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, those are from a young age. What exactly is a you said a portfolio manager? Yeah, uh, what is that? Portfolio manager managing. Uh, I, I guess the understanding of credit and business exposure towards the bank I work for between two and 10 million. Um, and, uh, I guess business you'd say, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I know so. that like I've known Matt for probably since high school, really. Um, we got to know each other as we got older, but I remember, uh, him and I used to go to the gym together and like ads were lifting, you know, getting s strong. 
he would just Five be talking pounds. to me about yes shane he'd he'd be he'd be giving me tips like look look at here's he's like here's what you do you put this amount of money in the bank then you pull it out and then you throw this in over here mix this stuff up in here and then before you know it hundred thousand dollars every year you know like all these recipe for success right there right you know and like i know like that's not obviously not exactly what he said but that's kind of what it sounded like to me like just yeah just mix this with that and then do this and money and it's not until recently now now that's been like eight years later that i'm like huh maybe i should try and figure out some of the things that matt was telling me to do uh and and now uh uh nick you own a house so i know you've obviously uh done a certain amount of finance or i know there's a certain amount of finance that's involved like purchasing a home sure having a mortgage yeah all that yeah. all that lovely <laughs> lovely kind of stuff and you've also been yeah you, you've also the biggest investment i've ever done so yeah, yeah really it's like yeah i bought this house it's not the most expensive thing i own but um <laughs> but what i was going to say is that you are coming to this podcast with a little bit of research in currencies and uh i don't i know you've been looking up a lot of this stuff so i don't even want to get into exactly what you're <laughs> going to talk about but you're going to be a good contributor to the conversation and shane uh i'm just excited to have you back because you've been gone forever <laughs> yeah me too good to see you shane Perfect. yes good to Long time no not see, see yeah. you, you as well nick hear you. but yes to hear you i'm imagining you right now that's so genuine <laughs> I'm also imagining myself right now as well. <laughs> so let's get started. What do you guys think about value? And if you could define it in such a way as it relates to money, like how would you do that? You know, like what do you think about? Oh, this question excites me already. Oh, I'm good. Okay, good. I thought it was a dumb question. <laughs> Tell me. Take okay, over. So, I've been talking a lot. So, Go for it. So price is what you pay, value is what you receive, right? So on any given day, if you're going to go out and purchase a stock on the stock market, it, it's trading at a price that is um, the, the cost of what you pay. But the value associated with that particular stock could be radically different. Um, and it's based off of what the, the market or what we perceive the value to be. So... Um, in the market, that's a whole podcast in of itself, but I know yeah. that it's almost like this fluctuating thing that nobody fully understands, but it, it changes the value of different companies and, and everyone's trying to beat this kind of unreadable graph, basically. You know, it's like no one knows where it's going to go. But if you that, if you can beat it, then you can make money, and that that's kind of the weird side of this. It's like, wait, what? How does it even work? Right. You're 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 exactly right. Like, no no mind out there can can determine which way the stock the stock market's going to go. And if they could, they wouldn't be talking to you. They'd just be out there making tons, mm-hmm. and tons of money. <laughs> right. So, mm-hmm. it's um, it's it's very interesting and and there are a lot of strategies uh consumers like us can use to produce long-term success in the in the market it, there isn't like one you know pick that's going to just make you rich overnight unless you mm-hmm. have insider information or if you're speculating um do you, you get lucky 
both uh, all three of you uh we, we're talking about a little bit about value but what makes something valuable if you could i'm trying i'm trying to figure out a way to to, to uh, ask these questions in a way that allows us to expand on this topic a little bit because because if sure. i think about it um gold has value a car has value a house has I value think- the housing market but things fluctuate and so it's like what is it that that makes something worth something i think like so for me i i think about like supply and demand um sure and kind of that principle in some way when Mm -hmm. it comes to like things like a value and what people associate worth to i guess uh for different reasons because i when i was studying my work in the stock market before i bought my house um and did, I did a lot of day trading. I had to study a lot of psychological aspects, I guess, mm-hmm. of people's personality and what they act upon, whether it's oh, instinctively or not instinctively. So, how does that how does that fit into buying a house? Why would you want to know what people psychologically think? Um, well, if it, you can really apply that idea to like almost any market. So, if you look at something like the housing market, why would people want to move to this neighborhood in this city? in this district, in this county, in the state, and you analyze like on these different factors and think about what people at this time in history are lending value to. And Mm -hmm. you try to ride that out as much as you can, I guess, in a general sense, because you you still can't predict people. No one can predict the future, right? But but you can can make your odds... um, closer to an expectation depending on the evidence and that's so you kind were of guessing the, so when you were like buying idea. your house you were looking at can i say where you live do you mind or should i keep that under wraps? Uh, I, just in colorado okay so when you were looking at places in colorado you thought there's a good possibility that there's going to be a boom of people moving into the state type thing mm-hmm. and and uh there was a few things i saw just the the weed industry was one. The, <laughs> uh, the weather was really nice. I noticed how healthy everyone was here. Um, I noticed that. Be, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the least obese state, right? So this yeah. is and heart oh, disease. Is the I top, didn't know that. Heart disease is the top killer in the United States. So you think to yourself, okay, if people Wonder are why. afraid of dying, maybe they'll come to a healthier state. So you you know you you analyze on all these different aspects and you make the best educated guess you can. That is very interesting. interesting. I would have never yeah. thought to think of that when buying a house. Like, what are yeah. people dying of? Supply and, and demand. And how are my they going to try to avoid that? You know, but that's like an inside thing. That's kind of where the market works. Yeah, where it's there's like a, there's someone's going to think scene. of yeah. something that yeah. other people don't think of. There's a great scene in Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, Jordan Belfort, played by Leo. He hey, uh, he talks about selling this pen and kind of the principle and like it ends up being like the teaching moment for supply and demand Mm -hmm. and it's very short but very precise and to the point and i'm like it's a great scene what's the what's the scene just for those of the listeners who haven't seen the movie go for it matt so uh have you seen this shane by the way i I know uh, i've seen it but i don't remember wolf of wall street yeah yeah okay so I actually don't remember the scene, so it'll be good to, yeah, to refresh they're in a, it. They're in a diner and they're all eating. Yes, and yes. And they're all just BSing, <laughs> and basically, the dude Leo pulls out a pen, and he's like, "Sell me this pen." So okay, 
Oh, so, yeah, Matt, yeah. take over. Wow, that's that's about as, as well as I could have unpacked it myself. Um, the and, and, and then the, the gentleman <laughs> around the table start uh, kind of deferring on the idea of sawing the pen. And, and one guy at the end of the table, he uh, he says, okay, I'll, I'll, sell, you the, I'll sell you this pen. Um, <laughs> and he convinces the guy that he, uh, Jordan, that he needs to sign something. And he has the only pen. So it's, uh, you know, it's it has inherent value associated with it due to right. the fact that he needs the pen to be able to do business. So, right. Oh, and then there's because a, a I think I remember because I was going to say I remember just to fill in a little bit more info from when, now that you're mentioning it. I remember I'm remembering the scene a little bit better. It's like the first guy gets it and it's like, oh, this is a good looking pen. Look at how shiny it is. It's got a good weight to it. Like kind of mm-hmm. talking about how the right. pen is a nice thing to have. And then like you said, the final guy goes, I've got this pen. Hey, I need you to sign this sheet of paper. And he goes. I can't. And he goes, why not? I don't have a pen. Exactly. And and that's the, you need to have this pen right now. Boom. Right. There's a utility aspect to it. There's a, a demand aspect to that. Yeah, exactly. So money, I, I was trying to think about this and I'm going to tell you guys some of my thoughts and just see how you react to them. Uh, I was trying to think of what money is specifically. Cause you could say like, Oh, it's a currency. It's what mm-hmm. you spend to get stuff. But what is money at like a base value? And, and I was trying to think through if it was like, is it is it representation of your time? Is it, It's a representation of like the Can input be. that you put into the, the economy. You know, because like a right. rich person. So like, why is a rich person rich and a poor person poor? And I was, and I was just in like a perfect world because obviously – you can have rent seekers and all that complicated stuff. Nick, I'm sure you know a little bit about this and we might go into that some. Um, but a rich person in theory should be rich because they're adding more value to the economy. So the economy is basically like, hey, you're making us more valuable. So now you have more, you're able to get more things right now. Do you guys consider that accurate or, or do you want to challenge me on that? In, in capitalism, that is absolutely accurate. Um, what, what do you mean exactly? You are you are rewarded for the the value that you add to society, whether that's whether spontaneous invention or developing a trade that that others are not willing to take the time to learn, like brain surgery. Right? Um, it it right. takes ten years to become a brain surgeon, and and you should be compensated accordingly. Well, and it's also like if I invent, let's say I invent a pen. Like I invented it, I made it. I'm adding a lot to the economy because of the invention of the pen because people can now write things down. So I make a ton of money because the economy, this mass, I think it's interesting to think of the market or the economy is like this, hey guys, it's almost, take, it's almost like a deal with the devil. It's so weird. It's like, I give you this pen, now you give me all this stuff. I get this money so that I can get... Mm-hmm a good house, I can get a car, I can get through lines faster, I can get out of jail more easily, you know? Right. Hey. Um, and it's like a deal with the economy or a deal with the devil in a way. And that's not to make it sound bad. I just was thinking about this, and this is part of the reason that I wanted to to bring this up. Take take note of what uh, Luke is saying. And yeah, yes, that, that's a pun in, that was intentional. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't have a pen. Did <laughs> 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 a bot one. <laughs> uh, Nick, what are some of the things you were reading about? 
Uh, so before I bought my house, I guess. Do you mean just like just in general? What I've yeah, read like because because I know I told you I like this podcast. I'm trying some kind of new experimental things, and so I was just like, "Hey, Nick, go research." And mm-hmm. he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Just go on the internet and figure it out." And so now I'm I'm checking in like, "Hey, what you what did you research and what did you find out?" But in relation to the house that you bought and anything else, yeah, uh, I guess in general, like my fan- finance journey started pretty early. I got a halfway decent job and uh, right out of college because I had an internship. And it nice. Of, and I was just doing programming uh, on the side while I was doing. So it was the worst semester of my life in college. <laughs> was, it started out sounding so positive, and then all of a sudden it's yeah. like, oh, it was the it worst, was worst, worst semester, semester of my life. life. I did well, I mean, so much it, coding that semester. It became so positive because it started out from such a low place, you know? So, like, life could only go up from there, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I drank a lot after I was done with that semester. Jeez. <laughs> Cause I couldn't even drink, so I had to focus. Ugh, it was horrible. Anyway, um, so I got started early trying to save up money, and so I started learning finance rules and just kind of like the basics of put more money in than you take out and budgeting and stuff like that. Sure. And then from there on out, I kind of got more into investing, uh, started learning about compound interests, index funds, things like that. And Which is then, what I'm learning right now. Yeah. And then I did some reading and I learned about things like options. Do you guys know what options are? Uh, option. <laughs> like you mean on in a, a basic general? level? Or yeah, like, like, you mean in general? Like, with, when I, <laughs> like when I go somewhere and I'm the best looking person in the room, I have uh, options. Right? Oh, yeah. yikes. It's just different, <laughs> it's a different <laughs> way, different way to trade stocks. That's yeah, for sure. Uh, what? Uh, he's hedging his bets right here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But I, that's when I started getting into like day trading and things like that and learning about these crazy day trading deals that people were making five, six, seven grand like a day. Millionaires just like sitting at home trading. And I'm just like, this is very interesting. That, How do they do that's that? Like a person. This was this kind of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so like you're saying that there's somebody at in their basement with like a thousand. I, this is my picture like seven monitors with just like stock information then they're like okay three two one okay trade and then like trading things just at the right time right before it Mm -hmm. drops yeah or like like there's all these calculations and math a notepad and i get this a pen in their hand (laughs) is that what it is am am i thinking about this correctly or am i yeah just to give you an idea the turning us into like a hollywood movie the 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 I had my best and my worst trade happen at the same time. So I was up uh, eight grand in five Whoa. minutes on one what? trade, and then I went down to three, and then I went under three grand in less than twenty seconds. So that's how crazy this. Whoa, that is heartburn right there. Oh wow. that is, man, that is how crazy it can get. Uh, I ended and up you're like, taking a and loss, that's but when I started <laughs> drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and then and then I pulled out a bottle. I, I dude, it was uh, it was a wait, learning wait, wait. experience so go, for go sure. Back, go back. I want to think about. It. So you 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 bought a stock mm-hmm. and knew the exact time to trade. Hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. How did you? So you made eight thousand dollars in a few seconds and lost it in in a few more seconds. 
Yeah, basically. Like so, what happened? How does that happen? So I was just kind of starting out, didn't really know what I was doing, but I joined a, a a chat room who was trading like certain stocks, and I was just trying to get get into it, and I ended up just like I was super impulsive at the time, and <laughs> apparently, and I just put a bunch of money into this one stock. I was like, you know what, F it, and I just went in hard, and I was making tons and tons and tons of cash and i'm watching i'm watching this line go up i'm like oh my gosh this is awesome (laughs) and like i'm reading things and i'm like oh man this is great and then what happened was a hit piece came out on the company as soon as uh as soon as that trade happened people read it it was it was a you know this is a this was a company that's not very reliable right people didn't have a lot of confidence in it so they were just trading it because uh, they were ni- trying to manipulate the price stock because it was easy to do so. Um, mm-hmm. And I can get into that how they do that, but yeah, let's actually let me let's talk about one thing really quick. So yeah. for anybody who doesn't know much about stock trade and the market, we talked about it a little bit, but I guess and, and Nick, tell me and both Nick and Matt, you guys are like our experts here. Um, and Shane, I'm trying to find ways to kind of like work you into the conversation because I know you know you and I are both like. You know, we don't, we're not finance people and, and, you know, so I'm, I'm working on that, but it sounds like from what I understand, the game is, am I able to guess what's going to be more valuable before everyone else? So like if I, that's the idea, right? So if I went back Mm -hmm. in time before Amazon became a trillion dollar company and said, Hey, Amazon, I'm going to give you this money and you can use it to build your business, but now you owe me or I at least own part of the company. And when the company gets huge, the amount of money that I paid also gets huge. Cause that's like, if I say I I own 10% of the company and the company goes, yeah, well, if the the company goes from a thousand dollars, let's say the value of the company is a thousand dollars. And then the company becomes a billion dollar company. You know, that's a million times bigger. So whatever money I put in at the beginning is now a million times bigger. So if I put a hundred dollars into it, now it's a hundred million. Right. And so what you were saying is your company, people were like, uh, this company could be great or maybe not. So I'm not sure if I wanted to vote a hundred dollars, maybe I'll just devote $10 because if the company tanks, then I don't lose that money. That almost didn't matter. It was almost like whether or not I have confidence in this company, I'm going to make a quick buck. And that's mm-hmm. the idea with day trading is that okay. you go in and you go out. You don't invest in companies. You're you're going by what institutions are doing and you're trying to predict along those lines. And so when the big money comes into these low-hanging stocks, your money's going to skyrocket. So as an example, them. I think someone was telling me this. Like, Let's say yeah. that... Samsung is about to release a new phone and you know that they're going to do that. And somehow you find out that the phone is going to have a specific type of battery that is a company that's not well known. So then you quickly go to that company, you buy a whole bunch of stock because as soon as this phone comes out, the value of that company is going to possibly jump up. Right. But you're as doing a, it at a small scale. As long as that's public information, because if you were to receive that information, that it is not public if it's privately held information that's called insider trading and then you go spend time in jail for it and you go to jail <laughs> wearing orange yep. <laughs> feels good 
That's why you're expecting a lot of green, and all you got was orange. <laughs> oh, yikes. <laughs> I like that too much. All right, so, <laughs> Nick, so you were you were getting into the stock trade stuff, and, and you said you just put your money in. Everything's yeah. going great. Hit piece comes out. What happened next? Uh, the stock dropped uh, about three bucks. So is that four bucks a stock? And I bought uh, maybe 4,000 stocks in it. Holy and crap. He's not messing around. And then the stock dropped. You were dropped. saying you were being impulsive. And then the stock Definitely. dropped rapidly. Oh, and I man. lost like... It, 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 here's the thing. I bought it like two something. So I was up like a bunch of money. I can't. I'm. I'm. I really can't recall this honestly. I don't know how much I traded, but no, that's fine. I blacked out. I guess. <laughs> but, it's like uh, when you're gambling, you're like, put yeah. it all on red. Yeah. And then that it's was, like, that then you lose the all worst. the money, and you're like, I don't know what happened. It's a perfect <laughs> analogy. It, 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 it really still, is gambling. It, it really is gambling. Yeah. It didn't feel as bad as as that one semester, but it definitely felt just like that. Um, mm. It was. Oh man, it was a horrible moment, but. I learned that the hard way, and then I decided to do more research, and then that's kind of how I discovered as much as I could about mm-hmm. predictors that would help me, ideally, predict the future. <laughs> <laughs> I actually but, didn't know you were into this this much. I thought you were just kind of, you're, you're a pretty smart guy, and so I thought you just kind of knew stuff. I didn't know you actually had some stories. Yeah, yeah. I, it sounds pretty heavily invested in it. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> I, I did. I did a lot of stuff, and I got. I got. I think I got lucky in the end, but you know, I was able to afford a nice house, and then uh, decided to not trade as much anymore, and just focus mm-hmm. on saving money with the house and investing long term. Become domesticated in his old age. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> when, when I was day trading, I had I had the luxury to do that. I just wasn't paying uh, like rent or a mortgage, so I was living with my in laws for ten months. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Get out of that situation, man. You're, you're, yeah. You're <laughs> no, yeah. no, that's why he was putting all that money into the stock. He's like, I gotta hit it big so I can get out. <laughs> yeah, maybe if I do this, I can leave in five months instead. Now they're great. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's when I moved out to Colorado, and they, you know, treated us. It was great. But yeah, it's it, it's it's a risky risky market for sure you got to be patient you gotta have the right personality it is not forever and who is it uh the guy that just went to jail martin shkreli does anyone know who that is yeah yeah he went to jail for i I don't know if it was like fraud insider trading something like that something with his company Mm -hmm. but uh he was a big investor he made a lot of money he was a millionaire and he said investing is not for everyone and he was very like honest about that he's like you have to be the right kind of person for this stuff as he's, he's in handcuffs going exactly as exactly. he's in handcuffs going to jail like in hand like he's in handcuffs going to jail he's like hey this isn't for everyone everyone's like yeah, yeah. apparently it's not for you <laughs> yeah it was some it was something odd like he lied about something but it ended up that he made more money on a riskier riskier trade but he didn't tell his investors about it so it was something like that. So everyone There's made a, a lot of laws end. on this stuff. Yeah, like everyone a made lot a profit, rules. but but it didn't matter. He still lied. There, there's, there's also a, there's a whole also government a agency associated with it. The SEC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're good people. Oh, yep, yep. Some people would disagree, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some people would. We had a whole podcast sure. on that one. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Matt, what about you? Do you have any stories about this sort of stuff? Have you have you gotten involved in any sort of stock things like this? 
Um, I'm trying to learn from you guys' so, mistakes before I get into this. Shane, oh, oh, take good notes too, man. It, it's uh, <laughs> so one of the one of the popular sayings that um, the people I, I commonly talk to about stocks with and is uh, you you buy the hype and you sell the news. If you start digging into the day trading even a little bit, you'll uh, you'll start understanding that it's it's important to get into a stock early before um before the the news hits and then when the news hits you, you sell right. so you, you want to do your specula speculation on the uh be before uh, i guess the 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 hold on so let me let me, let me see if i can help clarify this so you're saying that when you uh, and I don't mean to do the Kathy Newman. So what you're saying is, but you're good. What, have, what you're saying is, it's like you're you're trying to. What, what do you what you said that um, sell with the news, buy with the hype. Yes, sir. So so what does that mean? What does you mean by the hype? Let's start with the hype. What does that mean? So, let's say if you believe that VR technology is going to be very popular in the next gaming console coming out. You may possibly want to purchase stock associated with the people that make the screens uh, for the VR headsets, right? Right. So when Microsoft unrolls the news that they are going to have VR headsets um, associated with their next console and they're going to be producing, you know, half a million of them, and they'll be using this company to supply that, then, you know, the this the equity of the stock associated with uh, making VR headsets is going to skyrocket, right? What, what does that mean by, by the hype, though? What's hype mean? Because um, that's very similar. Sorry, that, that I'll let you finish. But, like, it's very similar to the example that I gave. I'm trying to understand what you mean by, like, buy with the hype. It sounds Because it sounds like when everyone so, else is getting excited, buy the stock. Sure. So is that what it means hype is, is speculative in nature it is uh, is assuming a rumor. Um, if you let's say believe that Amazon is going to do great things going forward, you're going to, but you don't have anything to prove that, right? You don't have any historical metrics or anything to as evidence of what you're saying. So you're you're right. going to basically speculate they're going to do great because you believe in this organization or you believe in right. in what they're going to do. You've done the research ahead of time and you and you know that this is just going to be the next big thing, right? So hmm. you're probably not going to go wrong in in buying what you believe in as a as a consumer, just being on the outside looking in and doing the research on the front end. If you mm -hmm. if you do the research on the front end and you take your time and you don't just uh, make irrational gut decisions based on your emotions, chances are your success is going to be much higher if you're not going to take a, a traditional long-term approach. Because that sounds right. like don't buy on hype. So that's what I'm not understanding. The, it, this is this is a phrase associated with uh, the, the the day trading aspect. Yeah, it's more for day trading, less for actual like long term investments. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if yeah, you want to generate know. like true true wealth, your, your best bet is just going the long term route and 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 you know uh, investing in the in the market for for the long run. That's how you're going to generate generate true wealth. That is pretty risk-free but if yeah. you're going to uh if you're just trying to make a quick buck 
it's is gambling and, and yeah it really, it really is gambling and it's so weird right. how all these sorts of uh strategies kind of uh they like pan in and out of a lot of things so like i'm listening to all this stuff going this is exactly the way the youtube algorithm works mm-hmm. where it's like you have to kind of know what the trend is before everyone else figures it out and mm-hmm. if everyone figures out like oh the trend is challenge videos and it's like oh 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 it is but it's too late now everyone's making that video and it's saturated the market and there's no market for that tag for that search term yeah the first guys concept the first guys that did like prank videos are all rich now and they don't do prank videos anymore they don't have to right well it's not it's not a the market for that term uh deteriorate no no one's searching for prank videos anymore that that ship sailed exactly they already yeah a lot of them already made their money and moved on anyway so so anyway sorry i i matt you were talking about like stories that you had and you were saying you you were talking about your experience with some friends of yours talking about the process of sure yeah uh, uh, so day trading and stuff and and so i kind of ran you off in a different direction because i was curious but keep keep going you're you're, you're great uh day trading is just kind of a a fun interesting topic to talk about on a routine basis it's it's a conversation you have around the water cooler with your 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 peers um well if you're a finance nerd yeah (laughs) Oh come on! Everyone <laughs> likes to. Everyone uh, likes to make a quick buck, though. Making money, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone does. And, and there's a variety of platforms that you can you can take advantage of and, and get involved with without uh, paying fees, and it's it's easier to access than ever. Um, plus, there are alternative aspects that are like that are positives, right? So if you if you start trading the market, you become more aware of what's happening in, in the market around you. So that all of a sudden you become a knowledgeable guy, understanding, you know, uh, how uh, political tariffs affect what just happened in the market today. You can kind of explain that to your your friends and your peers, and um, it just makes you a, a more rounded individual. And I would venture to say even American overall, if you're understanding what's <laughs> happening in the market in the market, right? So right. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you do? Like, what are some well, things that you enjoy doing in, in this branch of, of, like, in finances and stuff like that? Sure. Stop. Um, so one of the benefits of, of, of investing in the market for me is just being aware. So it, it, it adds value to me in, in my work life, being aware of what's happening. And, and that, in its own right, is, is worth it to me. I, I don't dabble in day trading. Um it's it's too risky for me um i have in in my own portfolio i i have gone ahead and and purchased uh index funds and um conservative stocks that blue chip stocks that have been around a long time that produce uh high dividends because um when every time i have day day traded in the past uh much much like uh nick I, i would make you know great earnings in, in a short period of time and then and lose it quickly um it's it's tough it's tough long term for sure yeah it's gambling definitely is but you gotta how, how do you, you guys the right feel personality for it how do you guys feel about uh we, we talked about value a little bit earlier and i was thinking about things like supreme like the brand mm-hmm. and that stuff is like really expensive but it's literally just like a regular shirt with a red square Shane, this is where I want to pull you into this because you're, you're a bit more into the fashion than the rest of us. But um, am I? 
I think <laughs> you are. I hope you are. I, I need help. Yeah, you're definitely I, very sad. I worked. Yeah. I worked at one store. Like you're the fashion <laughs> guy. Well, you're first of me, all, man. first of all, I've worked at zero stores. <laughs> I worked at Timberland. That's where I worked. Fair enough. All right, so Nick, you're the fashion guy. Yeah, Nick's no. got it more than me. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's right. Nice. All right, Nick. So Supreme, you probably own a bunch of shirts from that Mr. Fashion Guy. I have no idea what you're yeah, talking about. But I was just yeah. saying, so you know, are, does everyone know what I'm talking about? It's like a no. shirt that's, it's the no. brand is Supreme and it's just a Never square. Heard of it. It's I a white, it's a white. When you, when oh, you my oh, wait. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, is, it, well, is it like that white? You showed that your hand. You showed line. your hand, Shane. You are the fashion guy. No, I didn't. Guy. I think I know what Wait, you're talking maybe about. I'm the fashion guy. <laughs> I'm the There's one who one knows about this. Costs you, yeah, it's it's like super expensive. And all it is is a little red square that says in white letters Supreme. It's what the uh, hello how do you do fellow kids? What the heck is that? For? I'm share of this. Like how many <laughs> nine sales. Wow. 11 locations. Oh I know. Their and their website's garbage. They didn't spend any money on their website because they're already making Two, a ton of money or something. $2,000 for a 20th anniversary of their t-shirt. I must be the fashion t-shirt. guy. Wait, 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 wait. $2,000 for the 20th anniversary a t-shirt of their brand. And t-shirt. all it is is a gray t-shirt, a gray cotton blend t-shirt with Supreme in a red box. And it's $2,000. Yep. Okay. I, I am skeptical that they've actually had nine sales, so I think those are inflated numbers. Just so, to make people think they've had their socks are a hundred bucks. Oh, okay. they're, they're so a this skateboarding is like, company. So okay, this is like this is the thing, okay? So this is crazy. So Gucci is another one of those Gucci. big top lands. <laughs> now this one I know some people know. And they're like thousands of dollars and all their clothes look weird. Mm-hmm. Like they're like checkerboards see, and that's, plaids. That's a name thing. That's just I know, like but it's name. still like, like no one's name is supreme. So they're really funky and weird, and they're expensive. Okay, that's that's Gucci. But Supreme is like expensive for being boring. But what I'm asking though is, it's like, well, it's just a cotton T-shirt. But, yeah, but this but is how we it. loop into the demand of what we were talking about earlier, and I wanted to know what you guys thought of that. Because it seems fair to me. Thought of what? Insane. If people want, some people What's would say you're ripping them off by selling a cotton T-shirt that just has a square on it. What are your thoughts? I don't think you're getting ripped off by the company. Yeah, don't pay I think the money. You're ripping <laughs> yourself off shirt. by buying it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're ripping is, yourself off your, by buying it's it. It's your own decision to buy this stuff. But what if there's if no shirts available and you're the only person that makes like a like medical? Let's put it. Let's start. Let's get. Let's get really deep in this because I'm ready to get some discussions going. Oh gosh. What about the guy who invented the EpiPen <laughs> and then charged thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for it? You need How to be dare. compensated for your work. How dare he? A lot of people disagree with you. I know. Yeah, people. Would a say lot of like, people dis. A lot of people disagree with me, and uh, not disagree with me because they would want it to be free. Because obviously, you're saving my life. It should be free, but. You're still paying for one, aren't you? So, so do we all not this have a is, problem? With- this is a, this is a very strong ethical controversial. <laughs> it is. It is. That's I why can't I want believe you to- said this. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying out of that. No. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about the EpiPen. 
I'm going to talk about it I'm next, just, I mean, next I'm week. I'm just talking about not oh, the EpiPen what? in general, I but just... I want us to argue! This is, is a part I of just, value. What? This is literally the healthcare debate, you, What? I know, you, but that's what makes that? it interesting. <laughs> if I invent something I that has value... I thought the argument was, should the person... Go ahead, Jane. No, I thought the argument was the person who created or invented or whatever the EpiPen should be paid not people should pay for for it i thought that he was basically the, invented uh, it and then is charging it's like worth the the plastic and the materials all that stuff is worth like nothing it's not that expensive to make it but he invented it and he patented it so no one else is allowed to make this thing yeah it's a brand and then he spiked the price up like super super high like a thousand like a hundred percent or or what well, i don't know a hundred percent but like i mean like 10 times what it's what it costs or something like that and people are really upset about that now i don't well, i don't really know what i think that's why i get to go ha have fun guys because i don't know well because i don't know how to stay consistent with this topic right? well maybe not 10 times the amount that it costs to make but i don't well why does I supreme don't have an why issue does supreme get to do it then Because yeah. See now with them. Um. Now it's weird. I don't know. Those aren't <laughs> even. It's not weird because those aren't even close to being the same type of thing. You have to define why, though. Like when people say things aren't the same, and then they can't tell me why they're not the same, then it's like you can't just say it's different. I just, I, I don't think the value of a T-shirt that I'm wearing for fashion purposes and a device that could save my life. Can be really compared to so each other. So, as an inventor, in terms of the value, in terms of the value. So, as an inventor, I should incentivize inventors to not invent things that save people's lives because you won't get paid for it. Right. Well, that's no. The idea. I do think you should get paid for it. I, not, I think not. Not. I not, think not everyone's got sense. Everyone's got to make a living. Oh, really? Uh, not, absolutely. I, so uh, like, I made it. Why not? I don't believe in intellectual property, though. What does that mean? So copyrights, the idea that what? I don't believe there should be. Intellectual but then someone property could just like steal my movie and just right. remake associated it. Associated with maybe. Okay, so let, let's let's reel it back a little bit. Intellectual property associated with um, pharmaceutical medical care, right? Right. So wait, so you think that it should you shouldn't have intellectual am, property in regards Well, obviously I'm not Here's the thing. I don't want to say sure. like so what you're saying on record for the rest of forever is sure. but I'm just saying yes, in yes. this little thought experiment, <laughs> you were you were saying that you think the it, you shouldn't have intellectual property in regards to medical equipment. Like if I invent uh, a malaria, uh, something they... that's, if I could, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're posting pictures of Supreme things and apparently there's a Supreme crowbar that's almost $400. Yeah. Uh, so, wait, all right. So Matt, what are you saying? So uh, I understand why this is challenging, right? Because we, we don't inherently want to invest in pharmaceutical co companies because they have high costs associated with the research and development. And yes. it's, it's. The problem is if they're going to have to resell this product, right? They have to recoup those research and development costs. And if somebody can come in behind them 
and use their invention, the EpiPen, and produce it and sell it for cheaper than what they can afford to sell it because they have to recoup the R&D costs where another institution would not. And that that's the, the line where you say, that isn't right, that isn't fair. To me, I, I believe anyone should be able to sell anything for any price that they decide, and we are not entitled to anything, no matter what it is. Um, as a consumer, so if I right? so if I make a T-shirt that is so if I buy a Hanes T-shirt at Walmart for a dollar, and then I just sign it, mm-hmm. okay, and I just call it Luke's signed T-shirts, and I sell them for <laughs> a million a million dollars a piece. You're saying that if somebody wants to pay a million dollars, the way I see it, in some ways, that's their that's their problem. I agree yes. with that 100. percent Yes, right. But, because I yes. probably won't sell any shirts. You exactly. Know? Uh, that's the risk and reward of it. The higher the price, the higher the reward, but the more risk that you won't you won't sell as many. Mm-hmm. But it does get tricky when you when it gets into like Medicare because it's like yeah. life and death. I, right? I, yeah, I don't know on this stuff, but I know a lot of people have strong opinions of it, and I didn't know oh, if yeah. they have differing opinions on it. Um. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what I about have this? My, I have my thoughts, but you don't, don't want to say. I've said. I've said ready. my thoughts already. I just I, know there. There's just the idea. The value being weighed is different in that there's more of an intrinsic value in someone's life than a monetary one. I guess. Sure, it's precious. So then, but who, no, but who? But whose interest though? For that like, other person, economically. Interest. Like, well, I, yeah, no, obviously I have not. my own That's interests of my own life. That's the thing. It, you put aside the monetary aspect Like if I it. could, if I could have all the medical care and stuff that I wanted for free, I probably would mm-hmm. want it for free. Yeah. Because that works every, out right. way better for me. Everyone would love that. But, but I, what I'm saying is that like would, who, yeah. in, in terms of the economy, <clears throat> that's the thing is like, like think about so, it's not ideal sociopathically. For <laughs> yeah. Sociopathically. <laughs> let's think about the economy. Is it better for the economy for someone to buy, to invent the EpiPen and upcharge it or to not do that? And I don't yeah. know. It's, well, it, it, that, that's, think, that is a loaded question, my friend. There's a lot there. I know. <laughs> that you know, can I get into. It, I love talking about this stuff that's, because we're, yeah. we're talking about like CEOs and like people. I don't like it when people tell me that CEOs shouldn't be paid a lot of money think, because, of, because right. of whatever reason. It's like, well, that's like, oh, they get paid ten times what their workers get paid, now and you're it's like into my my economics wheelhouse. Yeah, but it's like, well, why is that? I'm not saying that that's not wrong, but that by definition is not wrong. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he gets paid ten times. Well, does he bring ten times the value to the economy? In some ways, maybe. If he's a rent seeker, then no. Right. But if he's making a company that employs a hundred people. Then right. he's bringing value then more than 10 uh, times. Are you uh, familiar with the pharmaceutical company Valiant? No. So. Well, uh, I know I, of them, but I don't know why a you're couple, them up. A couple years ago. Speaking um, of stock prices. They, they, uh, <laughs> they were a very hot, hot stock pick, right? Um, basically, their business practice was to purchase a pharmaceutical company that had a unique drug on the market that no one else had and, and basically take the the copyrights or the, the patents associated with that drug and then have all the rights to them and so no one else can make it, right? And then they would 
just cut off all the R&D aspect of the business, right? They would lop it down to, to instead of being above 8% of, of gross revenues to just less than 5%. And so it make it, it make the company very profitable, right? And they then they would just charge a ridiculous price for a, a life-saving drug. And right. they would do this over and over again. And then Valiant stock price went through the roof. We're talking, you went from maybe... Uh, twenty dollars to over three hundred dollars in yeah. just a matter of a couple of years because it was basically a private equity company that was just acquiring more and more pharmaceutical companies and then cutting capex expenses out, out out the wazoo and just doing making horrible ethical decisions just charging you know everyday Americans astronomical prices for for drugs they need to sustain life and right. it left a lot of people with a little bit more than heartburn. Like, uh, this isn't just, you know, something you take with Tums. It's, it's, for example, it's, you know, your brother, your sister needs this life-saving medication. And all it went at one time, it was, you know, $20 to fill their prescription. Now it's $80,000 to fill their prescription. It's right. Yeah. I don't, it's so difficult because I don't know how to answer that question. Because here's the thing. I don't like that where it's like, I don't like that a company can do that now. How can I keep a company from doing that but stay consistent with other things? So as an example, if I had a company and I needed an iPhone to contact my employees and for whatever reason, let's say if I don't have that iPhone, I can't manage the company correctly and then all my employees would lose their jobs. So I need that iPhone, right? Right. And so iPhones, let's say for whatever reason, iPhones are $10,000, okay? But I need that iPhone. So does it, does that mean that the company shouldn't be allowed to sell it for $10,000 just because I need it really bad for very bad reasons? And I don't know that I can comfortably say yes. So how do I stay consistent with that and then go over to the medicine? Now, the thing is like, I want everyone to have medicine just to say that for the psychos that are listening that are going to tweet at me and, and ruin my life well you're in seattle my friend i know (laughs) but i but that's the thing is like i want everybody to be safe and i want everyone to get medicine and i want to protect as many people as possible but i also understand because i'm smart the concept of slippery slopes where it's like well well because you did that now we have to do this and and i'm trying to say like how do i stay consistent in my head with this and that's where i struggle do you think it is more beneficial to society as a whole to reward those that invent um, new life-saving drugs to reward them compared to um, maintain life for for those that it, it is like is life or is life by medicine a right right do you understand what I'm asking? Not exactly, but I do yeah, know yeah. that say, say that there's, again. There's the, different the points part. of view on viewing the way I view life. Individually, I value everyone's life. But like in an economy, it's a little bit more sociopathic where it's like, yeah, but but I also would be like, well, dude, this homeless person doesn't have enough money to buy food, so I'm just going to take individually someone else's money and give it to them for no reason. It's like, well, mm-hmm. what about the other person? Dude, the guy's going to die. And this isn't even like a specific... Um, sure. Like healthcare example, it's just saying 
I can't just say none of the rules apply anymore that we made because this person's going to die now. Right. Right. And so that's what makes it complicated. Yeah, it is very complicated. But what, what's your question exactly, though? I didn't quite understand okay. it. So are you accepting, more accepting of the idea that inventors or people that create these life-saving drugs be compensated fairly and accordingly? Or is it more important that um, these drugs be made available to everyone and then we just stop the, the uh, you know, inventing I mean, new drugs? A- it's a chick. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a chicken, chicken or the egg. Because yeah. if you yeah. don't incentivize the inventors, people are gonna be like, oh, "Wow, I put all this work into inventing this drug, and now I'm dying of, or, or I'm and I'm starving. You know, I invented this drug, but now I have no money because no one paid me. So now I'm starving. So just letting everybody know, if you want to invent a drug, don't do it because the government will swoop in and take it from you, and you won't make any money. So that's right. not good, right? That's Did you bad. do that, Luke? Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, yes. and then I had to start YouTube. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, but oh. like, so, we're, so we're that's, here for you, Luke. So that's one scenario, but then the other scenario is like, I, I invent a drug that that is gonna benefit the economy as a whole. Like, let's say I, I cure malaria, and then I say you can only have one drop for one person at a million dollars a pop. Now it's like. Well, now no one can use it, you know, because you, the kind of people say that about cancer. There's people out there that believe that the government has cured cancer, but economically it's not good for them to cure cancer. So they're hoarding the drug in a little safe. Right. They're not giving it out. I don't know how anyone has any proof of that, but. Conspiracy theories, man. But what if that was true, right? Then it's like, now what? Do we just force them? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Well, there there is an idea that uh, letting the creative people do their thing and be compensated well and be motivated by greed, that they will solve the problems of those who are less fortunate. So people like Elon Musk providing solar panels for those that don't have power grids in Puerto Rico, or right. uh, uh, a boy Slat, I think his name is. He's uh, working on a project to clean up the entire, like all the oceans with. Uh, oh yeah, I know. Guy, that, yeah. yeah, technology that he created, or uh, or look at what's happening with global warming. Like it kind of solves it's, it's it's starting to solve itself here in the U.S. Unfortunately, not in China, but in the U.S., you know, it's starting to trend down uh, as much as we produce the amount of emissions that we produce. We don't need uh, a like a government intervention or just like another power to like hold rain and distribute stuff accordingly in order to accomplish a goal. It kind of works out on itself because people work in their best interest. That's kind of the, like the first principle of like a rational market, I guess. Right. Um, Which is the, the argument for capitalism that yes, um, exactly. things will work themselves out. And I have heard the argument exactly. That's, why this is such a challenging issue because consumers aren't able to you know operate rationally when their life is at risk if they do not have this drug right yeah so that's why we we Mm -hmm. have all this heartache associated Mm -hmm. with this right right yeah i don't know that is so it's so weird to think about because i wonder if there's a way to measure the effect on the economy based on the decision to hoard the drug and upcharge it right the, the weirdest thing about it is being able to Say no one else is allowed to compete with me because I patent this. Mm-hmm. 
but then I'm going to upcharge it because that's kind of like a monopoly in a way. Sure. I guess by definition. Yeah, like your your EpiPen example, right? But so. if someone invents an iPhone and then says no one else is allowed to invent phones anymore and our iPhone sucks, but we're going to charge thousands and thousands of dollars for it and we're not allowing anyone to research and develop a new iPhone or a new phone, smartphone in general, that's not good. Right. So now I'm like, why is, how are they able to patent the EpiPen? I don't know how that works. Well, I mean, it, there's going to be knockoff EpiPens, right? I yeah, don't know. And yeah, there there are knockoff. I mean, it still is a market. It still is a competition happening there. So what's everyone products. upset about then? The fact that he did it, and it's uh, people are arguing the morality of it, not not the. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's very logic. moral. I don't think yeah. it's very well. I don't know. I mean, I I don't. I guess. Oh man, this is complicated. Because I'm sure there are. I don't know much about it. I, I know of it, but I don't know. Much I don't about either. It. I didn't even plan to I, talk about this. I, well, I don't use. But I like that we're talking right? about it. But I love just, talking about stuff like this. I assume that there's something that the initial original EpiPen has that maybe the knockoffs don't, and you don't want to risk that for your child. So, or yeah, you only, know, whoever, only the best whoever's using your, that. So your little one, right? That's that, yeah. rational. I'm, I'm sure there's like an aspect to that. So anyway, I don't know much about it, but sorry. I didn't want to bog it down <laughs> since I I knew you had a bunch of topics on your right. list and we've gotten through like, you know, one and a half. So Well this is well, this is the stuff I like. Like this is what this podcast is supposed to be about, this type of discussion. This is what I like. But it's definitely um, a conversation that you kinda of have to wrestle with that you just you, you can't take a firm stance one way or another or it there's just no, I an mean, ethical I, dilemma. I don't know yeah. the answer to right. this, which is why I'm so interested in trying to to talk about it yeah. uh because like Ideal, you know yeah. when when there's one thing where it says like there's a whole law in california getting passed right now because if you get arrested and you want to you have to post bail you know pay money to get out um you're kind of screwed excuse me you're screwed if you're poor because you can't get out but if you're rich you can just post bail and get out really quick right right um the only thing that i see with that though is if you're rich in a perfect world, obviously there's some exceptions to this. I was just saying about this today. If you're rich, then that means you're providing more value to the economy, which means you're helping more people, which means maybe you should have more power to get out. Now, hold up. Where that gets confusing That's... is if someone is unethically or not putting money or not putting stuff into the economy, and therefore, they're not worth as much. I don't know. Well, that's the point of money, right? I know what I'm saying is funky and weird, but I'm just thinking out loud. Is that I mean, wrong? Wealth distribution uh, amongst the the different disparity between the the top one percent and the rest of the United States is astronomical. It, it's something you should absolutely Google if you take just take the time. Um, it, it's hard to say that the rich getting richer is because they're adding that much more value to the two right but that's not a perfect world that's not a perfect world and that's the world we live in true so like if we can figure out how to do it in a well i can't say that actually um if if money was all perfect and people couldn't cheat it right Mm -hmm. the perfect scenario or the perfect world case for money would be the people who have the most money are bringing the most value to the most people's lives 
whether that's medicine, food, opportunity. Entertainment. Right. Yeah, even right. that, like something that makes them happier, right? Mm-hmm. If, if in the perfect world, those people would have the most money, right? Thoughts? In a I perfect world. That. Okay. Sure. So now we have an imperfect world where someone makes a ton of money because they... Uh, what's a what's an example of that? I don't want to say that they're won the lottery. Um, no, because the lottery gives the opportunity to everyone because everyone's buying in. Okay. So everyone is getting the chance to win the lottery, so everyone is paying money into it. So it's establishing a value somewhere. But if it's like, um, Nick, you I keep saying rent seekers because I know this is what a lot of podcasts are on. Do you know what that what I'm saying? What I mean when I say that. Rent sinking aren't those people that go in and try to manipulate, uh, like uh, maybe policies I I, or just uh, certain conditions yeah, in an area? Yeah, it's some sort of like sneaky. Yeah, it's a way that you it's you a make money way to make money. You make money, but you don't give anyone else any opportunity or value. So like you're not giving people food, money, opportunity. So you're making money, but you're not putting it into the economy somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're not you ba- establishing you're forcing, value to the economy. You're forcing people to act a certain way. In order yeah. to in order to provide either more profits so, or keep profits. So that's some way. yeah, that's like a negative way to establish value or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This stuff is this is such a complicated podcast topic. I didn't even mean for it to get duck down this road. Shane, uh, Shane, you there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Help, help me! I'm making it complicated. I'm gonna get myself in trouble somehow with this podcast episode, probably because I said something about rich people. Shane's looking at the beach. Shane's looking at the beach balls. I put. That's that's not the worst thing you've done, Luke. You're fine. That's right. Rich people are evil, right, guys? All of them, every single one. Does that make it better? (laughs) All 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 the rich people uh, tweet at Luke about your uh, this this favor in this. That's right. I know. Hey, they'll they probably have a lot of followers. Oh, that's one thing I want to get to. We are running out of time, um, but I do want to bring up one more thing currencies so we didn't even get to fiat currencies gold currencies bitcoin uh, any other stuff sorry i was trying to make this a topic and i feel like this is the best topic out of all uh, well yeah about- i would i was you know i was thinking about bitcoin a lot because I, <sighs> I love i love the idea of it so yeah. so we can talk about yeah, a couple bit- bits now share oh no uh, i'm working too hard at it so, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so we have two options we can talk about bitcoin as a currency or attention as a currency Mm. I'm ready to talk about Bitcoin personally. I'm a, Ooh. I'm a Bitcoin junkie, or I just like the like I said, I like the idea of it. All right, Matt, what do you think? I, I think Nick is a is a smart man that has you know good conversation <laughs> topics. <and laughs> proceed proceed with that. All right, Shane, do you have any thoughts? I, I feel like if we have one prepared. Oh, good point, Shane. What thoughts, do you think? Thoughts on what? On Bitcoin going from talking to Bitcoin as a currency. Or attention as a currency. Oh, um, oh yeah, Bitcoin's cool. Like, should it be like, what currency? Is that what the question? Uh, just let's talk about it. Let's talk about. Let's see what Nick has to say. He sounds sure. like he's prepared, <laughs> and I kind of screwed him a little bit by having him bring a bunch of stuff, and then I just took the podcast a in a completely bit. different direction. Just a little bit. I'm a, I'm a well-educated man in that I went to school <laughs> once. It's great. <laughs> Congratulations, man. Yeah. I got in other words, need, all need of us are well educated. All <laughs> yeah. other Americans have done. Yay. All right. All right. Big connect. I mean, Bitcoin. Big connect. Ready for your thoughts. 
Isn't All that... right, you take the floor, Nick. Go. Oh, well, if you don't know what Bitcoin is, Bitcoin is part of this new technology called blockchain. And blockchain is basically like, think of a financial uh, ledger or just like an account book. It's a transaction system that people use and it's super secure and it's really cool. And it takes out the middleman. So you no longer need to use a bank. You no longer need to use PayPal, Venmo. You can just make monetary exchanges between people in a secure way with your own money for whatever you want to do. So a lot of what the cool thing about it is that people like to use it because it's untrackable. It's secure, but it's also untrackable. Um, and so you see, you see a lot of it being used on you know the black market or I guess the dark web. Oh, <gasps> no. Uh, yeah. And so all right, people let's buy drugs. Bitcoin. <laughs> but, delete uh, all of them. What if you could just erase Bitcoin? Yeah, right. But the, the like, whole idea of like blockchain and stuff so is, mad. is really <laughs> cool because it takes out the middleman. And so it's a technology that people are starting to use to just exchange information. And so you can use it for like to store like account information, lot, uh, medical records, things like that. And it's super secure. Now, isn't it, isn't it the reason it's worth anything? Because it's weird because you're like, well, it's computer. What? So what does that mean? Couldn't you just be like, hack more Bitcoin and create more? Is that there's some sort of algorithm set up with it so that there's a limited supply of Bitcoin available? Like it's some sort of numbers or something. Mm -hmm. So it's like as a very explain like I'm five explanation. That's part of it. Like Bitcoin would be like, this is Bitcoin number one. This is Bitcoin number two, number three. And then those are the only ones that exist. Mm -hmm. And there's like a million of them. And that's it. It's like gold. Like Like all the gold in the world could fit in a swimming pool right and that's it so gold doesn't fluctuate in value because you can't make more of it right exactly. bitcoin is the same theory and so yeah then you get one bitcoin that used to be a penny and then it's worth ten thousand dollars because all the bitcoins are gone and there's a huge demand for it and low supply and so the value goes up exponentially and so that's how you make you know five million dollars in a few years yeah, but I spent after spending a couple pennies, and so the power behind it is incredible, um, because it's done without government regulation. It's done without another like third party, and that's huge and dangerous all at the same time. So I like it. I think it's kind of cool. Uh, and I was invested in it at one point, but uh, I haven't really put money into it since i just like now i've heard that bitcoin is not a good idea to invest in because if the only reason it has value is because everyone agrees it has value Mm kind of like money except Mm -hmm. it's a lot but it's a lot harder to take that fiat currency away from the dollar because everyone in the u.s uses the dollar only some people use bitcoin so if we it's like it's not going to catch on the same way. I don't know. I, I've heard that argument that everyone's going to invest all this money into it. And eventually enough people are going to be like, no, we don't care about this. And then it just goes away. Because if it's it's that, it's that uh, Bitcoin is like, it's um, a good example. If we all decided that gold was worth nothing, well, I don't know. I guess that's the way. It, man, this stuff is complicated. Currencies are so weird. Especially <laughs> when you say like Bitcoin is worth X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. It's it's like 
well, so you sell the Bitcoin to get dollars, but now you have dollars and now you don't have Bitcoin. So like, if we're going to move to the Bitcoin currency, you don't have it now. You got dollars now. And then it's like, well, okay, so just keep your Bitcoin. Well, then everyone else has dollars and you can't buy anything with Bitcoin because no one uses it. You know, so I don't really understand the, how do you switch? Uh, How is it ever worth anything? Well, how oh. how would you even switch? Because don't you you buy the bitcoins with money? Mm-hmm. So and then you like, can exchange it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. How would that become a currency if you have to purchase it to begin with? Everyone moves to Bitcoin, <laughs> but I don't think you. Oh, we just give them. We just, all, how does it get distributed? Currency all over the world, right? How so do you change? How do you make that happen? All the time. How do you make that happen? Okay, so giving Bitcoin true value in, in an honest shot, it'd have to be endorsed by a organization like the International Monetary Fund, right? It'd have to be a a, a non nationally regulated organization because yeah, but the reason a, why it has a appeal is because way? it is incognito, right? Right. But but in a cartoon way, that's basically just a lot of people saying, okay, this is money now. Yeah, this is what we're doing now, yeah. But how do you, how does one... They just have a title. How does one receive the Bitcoin is my question. Like, how would we all get Bitcoins to use? Like I have, have hundred, hundreds have a of thousands of dollars. Account, just like uh, any other checking account you have. It, it, I, yeah, the, you know. So, but are we or... now are we now working for bitcoins instead of working for dollar bills? Per, perhaps if if that's <laughs> if that were to happen, point, yeah. Like, but, <sighs> that'd be so weird. Yeah, it'd be crazy. I know, I'm just confused because, well, whatever. And then yeah, I don't. Can, I, I'm on the same boat. I don't know how you your... shift. No, we're I'm, all in the same boat, Luke. That's why I'm we're... just questioning how how no. do you shift when you have to you have to use <laughs> our current currency uh, to buy the Bitcoin. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not say realistic. That again, Nick? Or sorry, Shane. Shane, say that. Shane, say that again. No, I'm just confused because you have to buy bitcoins with your own money. So how do we? How would bitcoins become like our go-to currency if you have to? purchase it to begin with do we spend all of our money one person do we spend all of our money to get bitcoin (laughs) and then we just go from there what was the point we might as well just use the money yeah really one one person has most of the bitcoin and then he sells us all the bitcoin and now he has all the money yeah (laughs) and then he's like all right forget bitcoin let's switch back to money now yeah like i don't i just don't know how you decide like a regulated tender by by like the international money fund basically the, the but like or, i said that's or, literally, that's literally just a bunch of people bitcoins, saying this is official now no bitcoins are distributed based on your value as a human being to society so like you know well uh, i'm not gonna get any <laughs> exactly well, no none of us probably would but Bezos gets all of them <laughs> Uh, that's the end amazon gets all the bitcoin so yeah guys we do have to wrap up this episode because we are going over time now is there anything that nick or shane or matt would that you guys would like to say before we wrap things up absolutely i have a quick plug if that's okay 
Okay, we'll we'll get to that in a second. We're not, we're not at that okay. segment yet. Okay. Sorry, I'm Matt's sorry. new. Matt's new. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. A little too anxious. A little too anxious there, Matt. Calm down, please. You should okay, feel sorry, yes. you're a, you're a guest on the podcast, and you should you. feel bad for not <laughs> knowing exactly. <laughs> down to my core, guys. All right, <laughs> all right. So, um, on this topic, before we wrap up the topic and go into the plugs, sorry to not clarify that for you, Matt. It's Any okay. Or anything, anything you want to cover? I've learned. <laughs> Nick. Oh, just keep your dollar bills. <laughs> keep your dollar bills. That is so accurate. Uh, <laughs> save your money. As a, to summarize this entire podcast, extremely important. Keep hey, your dollar bills there. Bills. Hey man, it just came out today that on the dark web you can buy the information of 130 million Chinese hotel clients for eight. Well, Bitcoin. then I'm oh, going that's over. That, that's I an just. In- Honestly, Book that's worth it. Wow. And 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 supply and demand, my friend. That is, <laughs> honest, honestly, that is worth it. I'm buying a Bitcoin tonight. There you go. And just like right, that, they're only a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> how much is how much is ten Bitcoin worth in money? Uh, right now, for, I think a four, 14, 10 or ten 40? Bitcoin is sixty thousand. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well. And they get so, the eight right. Bitcoin, yeah, it'd be like Gentlemen, forty thousand. Let <laughs> us wrap up this episode. Shane, do you have any plugs? Uh yes. You can check out the podcast that I host, the Pop Talk Podcast, SoundCloud and iTunes at Pop Talk Podcast. Super excited about what is going on there. Kinda started to change the format a little bit of how the podcast is run. Um, I've said this before, but if you don't know, the goal is to eventually get it turned into, or still keep the podcast, but turn it into like an online radio show. So I'm kind of formatting the podcast to fit that dial more, um, just Man. to give it a type of edge that I don't feel like other podcasts have necessarily. So, trying new things with that so i'm ex- i'm excited about the episode that is cool. coming out whenever you hear this episode this podcast it should be out by then um so yeah so follow that and then also too if you want to check out the musical that i wrote directed you can find that on my channel and that's just my name Eddie, a-y-n-e-c-a-t-t-y um, yeah, wrote the musical, wrote the songs, choreographed all the dances. So that was cool. We made our own CD of that. If you want to buy a CD, hit me up. Yo, CD. nice. Um, so did all that cool stuff. That's why I was absent from the podcast for a long time. I was, you know, on Broadway for yeah, a little bit. And thank you. Mm. And yeah, and just some uh, cool things that are in the works but for future announcements later on um my twitter follow me awesome. on twitter at mr mccatty m-r-m-c-c-a-t-t-y you can talk to me to talk tweet beautiful all right um nick do you have any plugs of course as oh. you as usual i love it when people have plugs i love drumming I don't just love it. I also named my Facebook, my YouTube, and my Instagram <laughs> by that name. Mm-hmm. So I love drumming without the G at the end, all one word. I love drumming. 
And yeah, that. Oh, oh. and stay away from my Twitter, please. Why? <laughs> <laughs> if you go, Do if you go near my Twitter. You will Do not up. follow his I'm Twitter going to his Twitter ads. right now. I love Drummond without the G. The Do not right now. follow Don't him on Twitter. For psychology. It's like the stock market. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Don't I? No, it'll just make you sad. Mm. Oh, like sad. Well, right. I, just, I just followed I love Drummond on Twitter. <laughs> No, I'm very upset. Matt, I'm already right, crying. Right, stop. Okay, we got we, we got to finish this episode, you guys. We got to finish this episode. So, Matt, uh, do you have any plugs? Apparently, yes, yes, of course. Uh, thanks, Luke. So, my plug is just the the idea I'm very excited about uh, recently. <gasps> it's uh, it's tr- successful people truly know what they want, and they're willing to pay the price associated with you know earning what they want. So. They they're they're willing to they they're ready to pay the price associated with greatness. So um, whether that's you know getting up earlier than the rest, doing the small things that no one else wants to do, and doing them better than others. So pay the price, people, to be great. There you go. That's a little life tip as a plug. It's awesome. We haven't that's had something true, like that before. That's actually kind of cool. It's I should tell true. people that that's an option. Be like, hey. Do you have any advice that you'd like to throw at the? That's a that's a great crowd? idea. Yeah. Oh, glad you came up. With that. I, I'm so glad I thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just Matt, just so you realize, I'm gonna do my plugs really quick, but then we're gonna end and we're gonna say three, two, one, and then all together. We're going to say outro music, okay? Not yet. I'm going to do my plugs real quick, and then we're going to go to that. So Sounds good. You can follow me Thanks on Twitter at Luke Roxwold, L-U-K-E-R-O-C-K-S-W-O-L-D. You can go to my YouTube channel. I had a goal. I had two goals this year. One was to run up this hill seven times in seven days. Check. Did that. And my other goal was to vlog seven vlogs in seven days. Check. Two goals done in a week and a half. Which is also, for those that don't know, goals. the hill's like ten. Well it's done. like ten feet. It's like ten feet. It's like small. Yeah, that's right. Setting ten goals feet and achieving them. That's right. So I did that. My vlog channel is doing very well. I released a video last weekend, and it got twelve thousand views in like seventy-two hours. Oh yeah. So I, sorry, I, sorry about the low views, man. You'll do better on the next one. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I successfully went viral for that's like a few next. hours, and that was really really cool. Um, but check out my YouTube channel at no, not at that's Twitter. Check out my YouTube channel. It still Luke is at vlogs. Actually. No, wrong. I disagree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fight me. Okay. Luke Roxwald vlogs. And uh, tweet at our podcast W A I T S B podcast. Thanks for listening, Ooh. everyone. It is really good. You shouldn't have done this. To be back on the what? It was a mistake to listen to us. <laughs> it was the best don't listen decision to you've made. Don't follow him on Twitter. <laughs> it was the best right, decision everybody. you've made all week. Don't, don't We're going to say outro, outro music on music. three. Oh. Stop, wait, stop. What, what about on one? It ruins stop. the whole mood if you like. <sighs> you know? Everything's ruined. Three, two, one, outro, outro. music. Good to be back. <laughs>